0: Welcome back to The A Show With Justin and Meals, Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are back for the final episode, episode 167, final episode of 2020. Thank God. Not because this is the final episode, but you know 2020 is almost over. Mills, what's going on?
1: Listen, we made it. I mean, we made it. it. It was a tough year to experience. We have documented quite a bit over this year of just us through various forms of strain and depression and dealing with America and how they suck when it comes to dealing with this pandemic. Even even going through the phase of like, I don't even want to use the word pandemic or COVID on the show anymore. Like, I don't need, because it's just too, it's, it's too depressing. But we made it. I don't know if we, we, we haven't fully, I don't want people to get under the impression that we've made it out the other side as if 2020 means the end of everything that's going wrong. But We've at least made it this, this far, and I think it's a nice little checkpoint. Um, but I'm cool, man. I'm here in between holidays, relaxing. How was, your Christmas? How was your Christmas? My Christmas was filled with getting other people gifts, and now I have to figure out what gifts I'm getting for myself.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I did that. One of my gifts came uh, the day before Christmas Eve, so that was cool. And then my next gift is coming today. But you know, I just I just into uh, giving everybody else gifts. I got a really I had a really great Christmas. Though. I had a, I got a great gift. Oh my! I gotta God. say
1: that's good. I mean, I saw it, so I was pretty like, wow. Is this like reimbursement? Is this like reparations for oh, like no. the the massive <laughs> engagement ring? It's like wow, a PS five. It's just like how Twitter oh. told us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I I think I mean I told her last year that that's all I wanted this year. So Mm. she had a, um, and I mean, the engagement ring probably had a little bit to do with it, but, but, you know, it's just being a great, you know, great, a great fiance, you know what I'm saying? Great guy. You know what I mean? I, I, I love her so much and just see, you know, that she listened, you know what I'm saying? That that was, that was great. Absolutely. Like like the thought mattered, you know, if she wasn't able to get it, she was like, what if I didn't, you know, what if I wasn't able to get it? I was like, you know what? We would have, we would have got it together. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I wouldn't have tripped about it. You know, so uh, it was dope. And you know, shouts out to her for uh coming through, man. That's a, that's a major come through. Absolutely, you, you gotta you gotta admit that's a no. Major I mean, come it was
1: major. Through. It was it had games, it had controllers, it had it had everything attached to it. Obviously, this was both planned and
0: executed in every way, shape, and form. So I'm very what was funny. What's funny is that she got it literally days before Christmas, so she had everything and the, the system was not there clearly so she had
1: moment. a she she would have to have had a contingency plan if ps5 wasn't in the plans
0: yeah it would have been all those things <laughs> that, would, that i had except the big box i would have been like okay we got to find the big box now so luckily we didn't have to go through the, those uh issues but you know shouts out to my to my boo so i hope everyone else had a great christmas uh but we have to start today's show off on a downer note, I I, I want to
1: um, do. I want to before we hit the downer note, I just definitely want to note to everyone just as we're starting this thing. So, this is a Monday that we're recording this. So, yes. it, evidently, I think we might put it on Tuesday. We might as well just put it on Tuesday. I don't think we should wait longer, to be honest with you. Let's just get it out the yeah. way. If you want to enjoy it on Wednesday at normal time, you can still enjoy it on Wednesday, but I feel like we should put it on Tuesday. And, okay. I, and yeah, and, I. I don't argue with that. So I'm prefacing this for if you don't hear anything about how Monday Night Raw was, this is the (laughs) reason why. Because we're recording hours before Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw in 2020 has just become such a non-factor that it doesn't even matter.
0: Right. And uh, I mean, you know, when when you look at uh what raw was this last week i even had it on the notes it was largely a nothing show had a pretty fun main event there was really not much to talk about on the show at all so we're gonna leave uh raw 2020 in the past and start fresh raw uh 2021 next week if we have to double up uh we'll just have to double up next week and we'll just have to bite the bullet in case i feel like we won't have to (laughs) yeah i'm just saying like if if raw knocks our socks off this week then we'll we'll double up i i highly doubt it but you know just just no, we're only going to be talking about SmackDown today.
1: Absolutely, because I feel like if Raw was going to knock our socks off this week, we would know what matches are coming out <laughs> on Raw right now. And as of right now, we don't. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, we should probably head to the right. the prevalent news.
0: Absolutely. Um, I, I really don't know how much else or how else to say this. I mean, I, it's pretty much been all over the wrestling news wire. But you know, as Y'all know on December 26th, uh, Brody Lee, John Huber, passed away at the age of 41. Um, It was such a shocker. Uh, You know, these things are never easy to report. They're never easy to talk about. But when it happens to such a good man, it makes it even harder. Absolutely. I mean, it's so many different things.
1: I mean, so many different wave of emotions just hit me. You were the first one who told me. And then legitimately, like seconds after I refreshed Twitter and there it was. So I was like, it hit me and I was just like, wow, just kind of wow yeah. in a in a way that maybe I haven't sort of experienced it in a while. Because I, honestly, there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of people that passed this year. You know, we talked about it a lot this year in terms of like, you know, Kamala and Pat Patterson and Hannah and um, Shad Gaspard and kind of. Mm. Everyone, and sorry if I'm forgetting anybody's names, but um, everyone that, you know, was this year. But I don't think we've experienced anyone who is just so, like, actually engaged and kind of into it. And we just saw him a couple months ago, and we were just praising him a couple years ago. And just kind of like he was Mm -hmm. still in the mix, who still is a very much so um, champion among his peers, the peers that we look, you know, towards today. Uh, And you know, it was crazy. It's very rare in these occasions you have someone who is very current, very in the day, pass away. And it's always tough, especially in the wrestling world where we deal with kind of championing and, and kind of like all types of fantasy stuff and all this other stuff and dealing with it
0: um, in real time. Yeah. And and loss loss is so prevalent in pro wrestling. And I wish it wasn't. But it is. And it's something that we've always had to deal with. I, I think you deal with loss a lot within loving this business and, and loving watching it because, you know, it, it's happened to people that that go so young. We are weeks removed from Pat Patterson passing away literally this month. And then we have, you know, Brody pass away. Uh, as we all know, he was in AEW um, at the time of this. But, you know, it has just been, you know, all the way down from AEW to WWE down to the indies, everyone talking about their experiences with him. And all of these stories are just fantastic. If, if you want to look at some of them, look at Randy Orton's post, look at Biggie's tweets. They have been extremely, um, you know, emotional, but heartfelt. I think Biggie is giving the, the best scope of who uh, Brody Lee, Luke Harper was at the time. The Bray Wyatt one floored me. I teared up at that one. Um, it, it's, I, it's chilling. I'm I still talking about it right now.
1: <laughs> I think reading Big E's tweets, I mean, Big E's tweets along with, you know, also our friend Emilio, shout out to Emilio, going through this um very hard time right now, but Big E's tweets itself, it reads someone who's kind of dealing with it in probably the best way they believe they can right now. It, it's like stages of of grief, and I feel like I've definitely been that through people passing away where you're going through all these things and you know you go through the very intense wave of emotion initially and maybe even kind of a bit of a numbness afterwards and now you're just kind of trying to pick up the pieces and you're he's i mean every couple of hours he's tweeting these these great stories and he's tweeting these great moments and he's tweeting everything that he's kind of have that kind of remember makes him remember just the type of person he is and it's really a showcase of the person he is i mean you it's amazing to kind of see you go through the tweets and you don't see anything bad, like not even mm-hmm. anything even close to like sideways. It's not even and everyone who and it's not even like it's not like people would say, jump, up, get out the water as soon as he passed and say something bad. But you have all these sort of outpouring of like, and he was a great this and he was a great that because that's the kind of person that he stood for. And you don't. It's tough in this wrestling business because it seems like sometimes everyone always especially considering a lot of old school wrestlers, everyone has this hidden agenda of like getting themselves over and da 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 But yeah. you you look at what happened here and it's kind of like he was a stand up guy through and through, he, unabashedly. And he
0: And he wanted to get people over. I mean, we can remember just going back on our show alone, how he enhanced the Bray Wyatt Randy Orton thing. Mm-hmm. How he, en- he en- the bludgeon brothers which shouldn't have worked but well, we ended up enjoying it anyway because right. he was in it but like he enhanced uh Dolph Ziggler and that feud they have for the IC title uh going even you know most recently to AEW he saved that Dark Order thing and you know we might you know I might not have been the hugest fan of the story and the character that he went you know that he went with but in ring and storytelling he was there you know what I'm saying and, and I felt like he he was just seconds away from being a real like you know, a real monster in AEW, and and really just taking over that that company the way that he should have. Right. And you know, it, it was, it's just terrible. You know th- that he was finally getting his due. You know, and and I remember us talking about it, it was it was him and Rusev who had the biggest things to prove to show people. Absolutely. In their new place. Absolutely. And and you know, he he never he, you know he had some great matches this year, but. I just feel like it just sucks because he was just, it was just too soon. Forty one fucking years old, bro. That's
1: tough. 41. That's tough. Forty one. That's that's young. They're they're forty one year olds wrestling right now who still are just moving and getting things started, kind of on the main roster, and it's it's tough pill to swallow. It kind of, you know, I think you, you talked about the whole AEW and and thing like that. I think we we're definitely one of the ones like listen if anyone has a gripe with. How they should and anyone should have a chip on his shoulder. It should be Brody Lee because Brody Lee was someone who, you know, as 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 much as we loved the character Luke Harper towards the end of days, I mean, he just wanted to wrestle and show off, and he was in the best shape of his life, and he felt like he wasn't getting an opportunity, and he wanted his way out, and he finally got his way out, and he's finally got to live through a little bit of his experiences in his character in AEW, and, and we were just happy. For him, when he won the TNT Championship, we were just happy for him because it's like this is where he should be. It's somewhat it's where talent lines up with opportunity, and a lot of times the talent and the opportunity never line up. We talk about this kind of every week with a lot of superstars on the roster, but rarely does it ever line up. And it, you know that when it does, it's gonna kind of create the perfect storm. I think just from reading his tweets, and I'll say this: I, I definitely wanted to tweet this out but I felt like it was hard coming up with the words in terms of saying it. Um, So I'll just kind of say it just natively and maybe I'll tweet it out at a little later point in life. But I think this kind of just showing the outpour of support kind of reaffirms me in the type of person that I am and that I should be, because I feel like at the end of the day, everyone wants to be remembered, and everyone wants to have their impact. But it's just amazing to be remembered for just being an amazing father, amazing guy, and just having no absolutely no words said about you. And this is, we we both occupy industries where maybe you may have to step on a few people to get to the top. You may have to undercut a couple people or something along those lines. But it's kind of great to see that you can all around be a great guy and never really truly sacrifice who you are and still be praised in the way um, that you should be for being, one, amazing at what you do, two, being an amazing person um, in the sport that you do, and three, just being an amazing person to people. So I kind of want to reaffirm, and maybe that gets people right back on the track that you don't necessarily have to be a nasty person. You don't have to be get out of your character to be kind of where you want to be and it kind of this entire situation is kind of reaffirmed and shown and and it just shown it in such a beautiful way with all the outpour support from both all aew wwe the independence all this thing is that hey stick to kind of what you are stick to what's true to you and you will you know your legacy will be carved in a way that I think that you can most doubtably be proud of. And I think his family and
0: kind of everyone around them is definitely proud of him. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm, I, I want to see what AEW does Wednesday, but ugh, I don't know if I, I hate stuff like this, you know? Uh, so I, I'll, I'll definitely try and catch it. Uh, down, down the line, but you know i I, I know they got a, a big tribute plan no word on anything happening tonight on raw obviously we have not we haven't seen raw yet we're not reviewing it this week so um yeah so you know keep his family in uh your prayers and you know shout out to everyone that that has you know is trying to do something positive and in, in you know in light of, of all of this uh meals something that I want to do. And something yes. that we, we usually do every year. Uh, I, I almost forgot that we do this, but we do the New Year's wrestling resolution.
1: Oh, I also forgot that we do this, but please. <laughs> Let's indulge. I, I forgot what mine was last year, so don't even remind me. I don't, if we,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I yours was you're going to watch more uh, New Japan. <laughs>
1: oh, whew. well, you see the way the <laughs> world worked this year.
0: <sighs> nah see well, you you were lucky you got off lucky because they took six months like five six months off but you still didn't watch it so maybe next year maybe twenty twenty. no i'm not gonna
1: no i think uh you know some things we just gotta leave in the past and kind of every step has to be moving forward and every step has to be a different and more powerful step so yeah i mean you know it might be new japan might not be close
0: was... well my my new year's wrestling resolution uh i want to become a bigger advocate for more wrestling podcasts, uh, of people of color. I feel like I, I definitely dropped the ball this year and supporting everyone the way that I should have.
2: Mm-hmm. And I want to
0: make up for that 21. Uh, I want to have more people on the show. I want to, I want to be on more of the, of these shows and I don't want people to think that they can't hit us up and reach out and can be on the show. So I want to advocate. I want to help. I want to, you know, reach out and, 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 really try and get more people into this and show that we're like a we're we're an army, we're a community, you know. And, um you know, this year we've had people like Armand come on and and really, you know, bridge and, and bridge the gap between our community to new people. And I want to bring new ears to the A-Show. So 2021, my resolution isn't so much of a watching, you know, this, watching that. But personally, I want to be more of an advocate for everybody else is doing it like we're doing it uh, and in the same battle that we're fighting.
1: I would probably say my resolution, it follows kind of the A-show format. I think we both see this as kind of like, we've been doing this for a couple of years. I think we both see this as kind of what next, what now, where do we go from here? Um, And yes, this is a great podcast and it can continue existing. It's a great podcast, but I want it to be so much more than that. So it's all about, you know, what uh, what did Benny the Butcher say? Uh, this year was about branding. Next year's for expanding, etc, etc et cetera. I want to take a show a little bit further. Maybe there's some actual merch that we need to. I can work on merch, but I just need to f- completely focused and uh put all my time and all and and, and everything and line up everything. It, it might take longer than twenty twenty to be honest with you.
0: Uh, revol- well, this year we got a we got a punt this year. I mean, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't the best year to to do all of that You know, because I mean, it, it was just hard You know, like the first six months After March or after March We had six months of just confusion, you know what I'm saying And now it's kind of like, not getting back to normal But people are moving around a lot more Even, you know, whether they should or shouldn't But, you know, it, that is, you know, that opens the door Next year for us to do more of that type of stuff, you know
1: Yeah, I mean, we're still gonna be I think we'll still be locked out for the majority of the year <laughs> But, um we definitely can. And I just miss, you know, it's it's weird. I mean, I don't regret not going to that MSG show in March, but I haven't been to a wrestling show in quite some time. So it's tough because, like, when you go to the New York wrestling show, kind of you usually see all the New York wrestling fans, especially the ones that you see on Twitter. So I kind of re- usually see everybody. Um, I will always see Jeff Jay at pretty much every damn show that I'm at um i will see you know emilio from time to time i will kind of just see everybody every time and even depends who i go with most time i go with carlos but i'll also see like rob and nelson and all this other stuff and all these people i haven't seen this year so i kind of wish i kind of hope you know wrestling shows come back i don't know what form it'll come back in but it's just i kind of hope so but i would love to continue to the evolution of the a show um It's just tough. It's tough dealing with doing so much and and trying to. But I think if we do some proper planning and we do some, you know, take our time with it, I think it'll all be amazing. So maybe you guys look out for stuff in 2021 from the A-show.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Meals. I'm not going to do. Sorry if this offends this week. Good. Uh, I (laughs) I already did my send off last week. Uh, and I was like, yeah, let's not, let's not, like, we're, 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 we're relaxed this week. We're, yeah, we're relaxing. You know. It's a holiday show. We're not going to, Christmas. You know, if you've I'll,
1: offended us at this point, it's, boy,
0: yeah, it's over with. <laughs> You're an asshole. How oh, about that? <laughs> so we have a slew of hot takes. Um, Do you want to talk about, Uh, do you want to go through all of the, the, the resting stuff and then do hot takes and then do our look forward of 2021? Or do you want to do the resting stuff,
1: you know? later whatever let's do let's do um the first one where we get all the wrestling stuff out the way then the hot takes then our predictions
0: okay cool 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 so we got to talk about smackdown man three million three million fucking viewers
1: listen we don't tout we don't tout viewership on this show but damn
0: <laughs> it it well we, we don't tout viewership ratings uh, I thought don't it was matter ri-
1: but damn I, I thought it
0: was interesting I thought it was interesting that these ratings broke down in a week where people were like all but saying WWE was over with because of a <laughs> show on
1: FS1. You? I was like what are you doing? are like oh what is his name? Um what's his name on Twitter? Guy who always tweets Al- the numbers. Alvarez? Yeah, saying like oh AEW did better in this demo than this. I was like you mean the show on FS1? that still did a million things. you know. I think it's the highest rated show that was ever on FS1. And I was like, you're really comparing that? And it still outdid AEW, which is on TNT.
0: You get TNT even in a whole
1: uh, It's just it's what it is.
0: Even that, but the, I mean, we talked about it last week, the catastrophic Raw rating uh, last week. And it was like, you know, everyone was all but saying like, "Okay, WWE's over," and then this hits, and it's just like, "Hey, this should show you that that ratings aren't a cure-all statement. They're, they 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 speak to only one side of the argument as to what's wrong and what's right about what's going on right now." But yeah, that is our that's our rant on wrestling. But three million viewers on uh on SmackDown, huge fucking episode. It felt like a fucking pay-per-view, Mills. You know, if you if you want to be honest, like it felt like it was just from the start to finish, something was happening. There were matches on screen, and you know it was the best SmackDown this year in my opinion and they've had some pretty good episodes this year but they they have been lagging for the past month but they brought it right back for the christmas episode which is crazy because they usually don't even try for these episodes yeah they did this
1: year. i think you know what i think they're making a concerted effort when it comes to these tape shows because they know that it's tape. they know that the spoiler out but they still want people to be able to tune in it's a, and I know from someone who reads spoilers for the challenge um, you can read all the spoilers you want. You can know who's eliminated when they come back, but it's, it's the actual show itself that draws you in. It's the drama. It's the, it's the talent. It's the action. It's everything at, and that's a similar thing for, you know, Smackdown. I think honestly, and, and I said this on Twitter, they should do shows like this more often. And, and just even when you do make it live, I think it'll even be a lot more better. They might have even retained a lot more in the second hour if it was live,
0: but. I starting think, with Roman starting with Roman having a match was a huge uh, advantage for them. Absolutely. And I think, you know, similar to the format
1: that NXT and AEW do with their like, okay, they're having television with these big matches and they're, you know, and, and a lot of that is because they don't have as much pay-per-views. They don't have as much monthly pay-per-views, but... You know, I talked about this earlier last year. The difference between Paul Heyman and kind of what's right now is Paul Heyman would reward you with stuff on television because they wanted you to tune in into the show. I don't feel like we get that a lot of times in Monday Night Raw. We're usually building to a really great pay-per-view, but the build to it is so, ugh. Like, let's have more of these shows. I mean, you have we have the Tag Team Championships on Charlotte and Oscar. Of course, they're going to bring them over to SmackDown to have this, like, once-in-a-lifetime all-star-ass match. And, you know, we have Roman versus KO following up from pay-per-view, following up from TLC, a, ch- a world championship match on SmackDown on Christmas. Like, bruh. Yeah. And, and, and just so much more that happened on that show. I think it was, it was definitely okay. There wasn't a lot of backstage segments, which thankfully, I mean, I they don't were think. Like two. Yeah,
0: yeah there were like two. Maybe. Yeah.
1: And, and 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 I don't think you need so at that point. Let's continue to do, do these big shows. I mean, as as we have them, it's it'll be tougher to do with Monday Night Raw, considering it's a three hour show. Um, so you're going to have a drag somewhere. But let's continue to have these holiday shows. Raw's doing the, the old school or I think sometime next week. So we'll be talking about that. And, you know, but let's continue to do these St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Maybe NXT can just, like, you know, come up off of that title because I'm pretty sure they're going to well, use it eventually.
0: They're absolutely going to be doing more WCW callbacks in 2021. Every single time they've done it this year, it has been huge ratings draws for them. Almost two million million views. You know what I'm saying? When they do that, Halloween Havoc being the most successful so far. We'll see what happens with New Year's Evil uh, next week. But, you know, again, next week is a huge wrestling week as it usually is in the first week of january and uh there, there's going to be a lot to talk about there uh with you know legends new year's evil uh and all that stuff going on but let's step in let's talk about ko versus roman reigns cage match obviously it delivered big time ko is on another level right now meals as we knew he could i mean quite honestly is is. They don't
1: seem to miss with one another. I'm in the, I don't know if the, I'm in the rare minority with this one, but I 100% do believe that that cage match to me was slightly better than the TLC match. And I'll give my reason why. I'll say the cage match was better because it just had a different pace. It had all of the context built in from the TLC match. Um, which was that KO can hang with Roman Reigns. And it kind of put them on an even playing field, which is something that we haven't really seen for the last month. I thoroughly enjoyed that cage match more than the TLC match. And I'm not saying the TLC match was bad. I just think the cage match kind of took it to another level. I mean, it was incredible.
0: Yeah, I th- I think, again, there there was a level of urgency. You're absolutely right, where, it, where they got to it immediately on the in the match. And, you know, we always like to... To have that, you know, less of a feeling out period, just go straight to it. This is a this is a grudge match, and they didn't do holds <laughs> in this match. They started slugging, you know, from from the, the moment the bell rang. Um, there was there was one thing that that like kept me from absolutely loving both matches, and that was the overbooking uh, in both with Jey Uso. I just think that it's mm. like. It's very overbooked. I felt the cage match more so than the TLC match was overbooked. But um, it, it, it was just very, it, it's it's just annoying to me. I And obviously, I'm not a huge fan of, of, of KO getting beat again twice in five days. Again, it's, it's a bit much um, for somebody that loses way too much as a face. I All think right. you got to give him something. He has to get something. And if he's not going to get the IC title, what can he have? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's going to be, it, it, it's tough to, to put him in that position, but it does help. Get this Roman character over, and I felt like Kevin did not look bad in the loss this time. So that is one thing. He didn't get completely beat. He just got outsmarted and cheated out of it. So, um, do we think this is the Rumble match? You know and what would the gimmick? What would the gimmick be if they're already doing on WWE TV a Last Woman Standing match uh, earlier this month? I
1: mean, so. I mean, it looks definitive. You beat someone twice in five days. I don't know how you come back from that and demand a title shot at any <laughs> instant. Um, but if I would have to follow from that, it would have to be something. I don't know, a Jey Uso in a cage, <laughs> shark cage match. Like, um, truly, I don't know where you go from there. I really don't. Um, it's going to be tough. I mean, really do have to get rid of Jey Uso somehow to kind of build a believable third match. And I, I I just can't see it right now. I don't know what Roman's gonna do for the Royal Rumble. I mean beating yeah, like I said, beating KO twice in five days, it's kind of it should be over yep. by all stretch of the imagination. So I probably,
0: but I don't I don't feel like it is. Um I do feel like KO is gonna be in the mix at least until WrestleMania. Up to like literally I think that him and whoever the rumble winner is, is going to have like a, a, a number one contender match or something like that. Like it's going to happen. I, I just don't think, um, I just don't think it's gonna, uh, he's over yet. I right. Cause he's done. With and, and with, with, you know, Daniel Ryan, I, I don't think I have it on the show notes here, but oh, I do have in the show notes, but you know, we can just go right to it. Uh, Daniel Ryan beating Jay Uso later on in the night uh, and then declaring that he would be in the Royal rumble, Um, you know, later on talking smack. I mean, It's looking like a lot of this is kind of getting set into motion, right?
1: It's looking, yeah. I mean, usually the first person who usually declares himself for the Royal Rumble, I feel like has a notable advantage. (laughs) However, that works. So Daniel Bryan being the first one to be like, I'm declaring myself for the Royal Rumble. It's giving him an... I don't even remember. Likely. I would say likely.
0: I think Drew did that last year too. Um,
1: It looks like it's leaning towards that, you know, direction. And he seems to be leaning very, very hard into it as well. Especially when you talk about talking smack, he's like, I don't know. This might be my last like full-time year doing this wrestling gig thing. So I've never won a Royal Rumble. I kind of want to win one. Or I've never won a Battle Royal. So I kind of want to win one. So I'm going to go to win one. And, you know. All the while shaking down Paul. At some point they have to realize that Paul Heyman doing talking to Smack is a conflict of interest if he keeps getting shaken down every week, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. He he might need to uh find a new uh new gig on Friday nights <laughs> like, After after ten o'clock. Yeah, I was like, bro, come on. You're the only one. But you know, we'll see what happens. Um but yeah, I, I, I think that again fantastic match we also had a women's triple threat tag elimination match uh between uh oscar and charlotte the champions versus uh what am i why is it like it's literally right in front of me i almost didn't remember it was uh Sasha Sasha Banks and and, yeah and bailey and carmella what
1: good, a what a good house tandem. show match it, you know what that reminds me of it reminds me of those msg house shows after christmas that they put on every year and that's the kind of match that they would add on to it also the steel cage match also the big e and Sami Zayn match so yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it, it was it was enjoyable um i thought you know you know people are going to complain about who takes pinfalls everyone be worried always, yes i don't i don't think we should be worried about who took the pinfall in this match it's not a big deal uh, I think the bigger story is that Bianca and, and Sasha are in the same atmosphere, and uh, you know they have a common enemy in Bailey now, and that is to me a great story to have going into Royal Rumble.
1: Absolutely, and it puts them in the same level. Puts Bianca in very rare air. Did you see how many other women's championships were in that match, and Bianca Belair mm-hmm. standing among them? They didn't put mm-hmm. Natalia in the match. They didn't put a uh, Billy Kay in the match. They didn't put anybody else in the match. So it's very notable. And yes, Bianca Belair takes the pin, but it wasn't like Sasha Banks was going to take the pin because why would she? And it's also yeah. an elimination match and, you know, it just is what it, it
0: is. Bianca didn't need a a undefeated streak. <laughs> you know, like that that's not a gimmick that really would work for her or anyone. And I and um, I'm, and I'm sure
1: they made it an elimination match purely to fill the time, to have multi pinfalls so they can extend it out during the show which had very little backstage or in-ring segments.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, don't worry about it, guys. You know, stop being again. Stop being so precious about certain
1: things. You know what other? You know what else is people mad about? What? They they think what? that WWE's dragging Seth Rollins back to work on his hands and knees.
0: <laughs> oh my God!
1: They're like, wait, Seth is back. His his child is baby. They're like, his child still has afterbirth, or the afterbirth is still like around. You know, I'm mulling too much. Um, but. They're still begging like, yo, why is he back to work already? Like his child is barely a month old. It's like I'm pretty sure he wanted to come back to work.
0: And if he didn't want to come back to work, he would not be coming back to work. Yeah. I I Seth isn't like uh Mike Bennett. I mean <laughs> Right. <laughs> And this isn't—we're not—we're so removed from like, and
1: I think it's a lot still coming from the residuals of like you know that CM Punk podcasting where Vince is like saying like, "Hey pal, we need your back for, you know, we got Ryback coming up and we need somebody to fa-. like, you know, it's—I don't think it's that much anymore, especially in a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah, and and also Seth wouldn't be the uh, Seth wouldn't be the one that would be like, "I don't want to do this." Like he is absolutely a company guy. Whether you agree with it or not, like I wouldn't be back this early, but like whether you agree with it or not, I absolutely think he would be the one to be like, oh, Vince, I'll be there on January 7th. <laughs> I'll be back to work like he's going to be back to work. That's what he loves to do. This is the business that he that he joined, you know, to be able to do these types. of And things. his wife I'm, is
1: also in the business. So it's not like she don't know. She gets it. Yeah.
0: It's like, yo, you'll yeah.
1: be out on Friday. All right,
0: you know, right. I'll be here. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure she she's she has a many people that uh that that are going to be helping her when he's gone. I I don't know, but you know, people Seth, would be mad if,
1: is, if people would be mad if Becky Lynch came back to work. <laughs> if she showed up in the Royal Rumble, I don't know if people would be mad or not, but
0: I don't know if they would have the same energy to be honest with you. I'm not sure. And people should be mad <laughs> if she's back at Royal Rumble. Absolutely they should be mad if she's back. Seth Rollins it's the daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's going to be there. You know what I mean? He's he's not going to disappear. You know? Absolutely. He's be, we're not I mean, traveling either.
1: He's not. Know. He's not a Playboy Cardi. You know? He's just. Oh wow! Wow.
0: <laughs> Whole um, lot of Seth. Playboy <laughs> Rollin. <Ryan>. Playboy <laughs> Rollin. <Ryan>. Um, but <laughs> well, a really good episode of SmackDown. Who do you think Seth is going to be facing? Is it Biggie? Uh, everyone Biggie. To think it's going to be. It feels Biggie. Yeah. Damn, where's where's Buddy Murphy? <laughs> Buddy Where's Murphy chilling Murphy? with
1: the Mysterios.
0: You chilling? It's gone. It's gone. the thing is, is that Seth is the one who got sent to hell, and he's the one, he's back first. He has the program on the way back.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I've not, I've seen it before. The Murphys and the, the Mysterios are supposed to be feuding with King Corbin and his Wolves of the Glory, or whatever the hell they the Court of the King, or whatever the hell they're called. Those two ugly guys. They're supposed he to. Raised- Racist and a nigga that loves steak.
0: How love about that? <laughs> uh, we'll see how. A it goes. Nigga with watch Baron Corbin. He, yeah, I'm a nigga with the bag. That's a Baron <laughs> um, Yeah, it, it is weird, but I do think it's Biggie too. And and what a what a what a better I couldn't think of a better person to to face Biggie than than Seth. I think that's just fantastic. Um I think that's it for SmackDown. No, 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 Biggie. Big, <laughs> yeah, Biggie. Wow, we were right there. Biggie. Uh, wins the IC title and a really good match with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn even he even busted out a, a plancha. I was like, oh, he's he's working, working tonight. First of all, main event lumberjack match,
1: kind of everything in the stars, everything in motion. They've been promoting this, not promoting this, but I think the storyline has been very good leading up to it. Um, even with Sami Zayn getting a win on Biggie in the prior, and everyone was like, wait, why is he getting a win? It was like, well, it's a story. And now here we are. He's the Big e's Intercontinental Champion. Great moment. They brought out the very um, Knicks winning game four against the Miami Heat and not getting swept confetti. And <laughs> uh. <laughs> the massive confetti, the whole confetti budget. People were raising him on his arms. I saw Otis raising, raising up Biggie. I was like, there you
0: go. That's where you belong. See? Oh, you didn't say that. You didn't say that. You said you better not drop him. I saw that. <laughs>
1: And he better not. What's wrong with him?
0: <laughs> right where he belongs. Um, so really good episode, SmackDown. Really I, I would advise everyone to go out of their way to watch that. Uh, don't leave that on the DVR. I actually, watch it up, so it's really, really good. Um, we're gonna take a really short break and then we're gonna come back with our final hot takes of the twenty twenty season of the A Show. So stay tuned. Uh for the A Show. We'll be right back.
2: We talked on, on Friday Night SmackDown about what's next now that Jay Uso is seemingly in your rearview mirror. And you said something that you have not gotten to check off the mm-hmm. list yet is, like, yeah, is winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, you know, we don't know. One of the things that I appreciated about being forced to retire is that you never know when this is going to end. Right. Like you never know. So you have to appreciate every moment. And even though it's been. A couple years now since I've come back, I still cherish that. I still cherish this feeling. and But you come up with these things, knowing that it could end at any time, these things that you want to check off the list. And, you know, in my 20-plus year career, I have never won a battle royal. Isn't that crazy? Like, And I wrestled in, like, crazy places where people aren't very good, right? Like in battle royals with a bunch of people that you would have never heard of that aren't overly good. And for whatever reason, some of them were good. For whatever reason, I could never win a Battle Royal. But this might be my last chance. So, I'm making it a goal of my to win the world, To win a Battle Royal. And-
0: so, last chance, Brian, this year? Or next year? The last chance.
1: But you might get out the paint. You might be thrown out, completely out the paint by Roman. <laughs>
0: I, th- I think there's gonna be. I think Jay's is gonna gonna act as spoiler. I think that's a good story, right? This is Jay as spoiler.
1: This is clearly the uh, the uh, the Dwayne Johnson <laughs> didn't accept our large check uh, main event.
0: So we got go. it. <laughs> it. It might not have the spectacle, but it'll be a better match.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean you never know. I don't know. Roman's kind of on a different level. Imagine Roman gets a four star out of Dwayne. And rock,
0: Roman and Rock, Roman and rock are gonna be a lot of talking and we're gonna give it a four star <laughs> off that. It's gonna be off the, the promos they cut and in the ring together. Listen, like Brian <laughs> someone Brian, said Brian, <laughs>
1: someone said, um we're gonna get into this Roman and Rock feud and we're all gonna hate it once the rock starts calling him the tribal queef. And I was just
0: crying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. that is gonna happen that is going to happen <laughs> you're going to hate it and i'm i should do this should be a pot of shame because I, I will go back to this moment you saying it might be fire and i'm like nah we, we go with daniel Ryan. i'm what, a we, rock we mark
1: need- so it doesn't matter to me
0: <laughs> if um if daniel does get another wrestlemania main event i think it might be time to, to move him up a, a, a lot more slots in the uh in the all-time list yo we should make an all-time list though like yeah, right like my my all-time list is a lot different. like my all-time list might have a lot more current era people than people think. Do we, honestly.
1: All right, so here's the thing. We make an all-time list. Do we make one that is like specifically our all-time list, or do we make the all-time list?
0: I think well, well me and you will probably argue for quite some time. Yeah about this. We, would, we I think mine would look absolutely different than your all-time list? We could try. We could try. <laughs> we might. might have to get Armand, uh, Chan. But I have to uh, seek
1: out yeah. some more people. To be honest,
0: <laughs> yeah, we might have to get a lot of people to do that because it can't just be me and you. We will, It would never get done. All time. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having Emilio in on it. Uh, Kaz in on it. Wale on on it. Like, get an all time list and then just put it out in 2021. All time. Listen, a show. All time list.
1: Twenty twenty one. It may be coming. We have
0: to discuss A- this. Because like I am thinking the of A-list. it right now. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Oh, Ms. reference to uh, no. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> um yeah, like I, I you know, I'm thinking of like Daniel Bryan in, in the in the sense of this guy worked everywhere, um, came to WWE, was fired, had to retire, came back, did it did did thirty, um, did, you know, did WrestleMania again, having winning the Royal Rumble and then going to, to Mania in the main event again. He's he's an all timer, bro. He might be an all timer. You, you, you can't deny that he's he's at least top three, at least top three. At to me. least top three of all time, mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. He would have he ha, ha, would he be at more Manias than, than Austin at that point. He be he would have more, not main events. Well,
1: but like, Austin's run wasn't as long. Like, there's so many other people who have had longer runs than Austin. I'm not gonna put that because like you're not gonna say Edge is like a better all time than Stone Cold Steve Austin, even though Edge's run has been. All- he will
0: he be in your top ten all time though. I no, you goddamn, Edge would not, be.
1: Edge wouldn't be in my top of all time. No, he wouldn't be. As much as the as much as I love the guy, he would not be in my all time list. Like not all not say all time list, be- just not my top ten.
0: How can we make an all-time list that encompasses not only just you know common sense and actual like statistics and analytics, but also like personal, like because a lot of the all-time list is going to be our personal thoughts. Right. So we need an
1: actual rubric on like things to follow. Like these five things are kind of like what um, that we're grading on, and like how much they have, and all this other stuff like that. That's how we would have to do it.
0: Yeah. It. It it was legacy.
1: Just kind of like like, you don't
0: think. Like, like, hold on. You don't, you don't think that if Daniel Bryan, no, hold on. Let me look. What are stats? What are stats? I gotta, I gotta go to stats. I Daniel mean, Bryan I gotta, is clearly,
1: great. Don't get me wrong. He's great. I don't think he's top three of all time.
0: Yet, 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 yet. We're I, not, we're not, we're, we're thinking about, we're not thinking about, you know, we're, we're thinking about yet. Like he could be by the end of his career, a uh, heavyweight championship once, four times WWE championship intercontinental championship tag team champ smackdown tag team champ united states money in the bank uh he's the triple crown champion mad slammy awards uh wrestler observer awards out the ass most most outstanding wrestler from 20 2006 to 2010
1: if 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 he's if we're talking after in this 21st century i would put him in the top 10 for sure but i can't we I don't, I don't know we'll have to see let's let's explore this another day we already started with the arguments that will never come back from we got plenty
0: of hot takes that we need to go through <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm sorry everyone but if i'm, I'm telling you we gotta have that convo someone's gonna someone's gonna hear this and be like oh absolutely but uh we'll see what well, let, let's let's let, let's work on this all-time list uh, a little bit it. later but let's get let's get to the hot takes uh segment of the show so we can end the year with a bang of hot takes <laughs> all right listen um we got hot takes pretty much out of the wazoo uh
1: let's start our first of course we're starting off with our man busby um who uh who delivered a hot take let me see if this is actually his hot take i want to make sure everyone is everyone's before i uh before i fuck things up okay all right cool it is um his hot takes is next to charlotte alexa bliss is one of the most protected women on the roster I wouldn't say that. Especially
0: not after this year.
1: I would I would say that. I would say that. I don't More even think she takes... I don't think she took a pin in any of those tag team matches where she lost. Um, I don't know if she... I think she's protected to an extent where it's like, wait, why are we giving her so many... Like, why are we giving her so much wins considering how much... She doesn't actually, like, deliver on an in-ring scale. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would say she's protected. I would say she's ha- actually highly protected. But I think it's more so because of how versatile she is. Um, but next to Charlotte, I, I can't I imagine thought- anyone else more protected, to be honest with you. Unless you're talking about Asuka. But I even think Asuka... Yep.
0: Yeah, I would say Oscar, Oscar probably. Oscar's on a different level of protection because even if you want to say, "Oh, she's not protected," look, think about who she loses to, and it's like, "Oh, she just loses to other people that are protected." <laughs> you know what I say, Like She doesn't lose to like jobbers. So, I mean, you're, you are right in the sense that Alexa doesn't just lose to anyone. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I'll, I'll come down from that and I'll agree. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She, is, she is protected.
1: All right, good one, Buzz. Hope you had a merry Christmas. Um. Let's see. The next one comes from the tribal beef. Wow.
0: Okay. Well,
1: <laughs> uh, Roman, Roman reigns 2020 run has been amazing. And I'm glad he has the title again. He deserves a proper long reign, but KO should have won at TLC. The real intrigue is Roman's evolution as a heel character. The title looks right on him, but he doesn't need it.
0: The The, the Roman stands are coming for you right now. Cause they're not about to like what we say here. Uh, I agree. I I think this is, this is, it shouldn't be a hot take, but it is actually a hot take. Um, you know, Roman having a long run, we talked about this with Sasha. The long run thing is just such a non argument. What is a long run? (laughs) Like, like most long runs that that people have, you don't like them. You know what I mean? Like Becky Lynch had a long run and that was the run that everyone said she should have had. And by month six, week six of the run people were already tired of it
1: you know that um finn Balor had a long run in his first title run in 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 nxt and he probably defended it like three
0: times (laughs) it it is not an argument to have a a long run the long run argument don't mean much to me because i come from an era where people were getting it hot shotted to them and we also come from an era in the early 2000s where triple h and john cena had it for a year straight (laughs) you know what i'm saying often right so like It's not, that's not an argument to me. My, my thing is exactly what, you know, tribal beef said is that the, the intrigue is his character. You know what I'm saying? Like it is his character. It is him evolving as that. And like I said, a couple of weeks ago, you do want Roman to lose it, but not get penned. He had two chances in the last five days to, to lose that title without getting pinned. Now you got to do a match where he's going to get pinned. Right. If we don't want to get pinned, he could have lost it with Jay fucking up and then KO managing to get the title on some bullshit and then right. beating him on Friday to get it back. That was the perfect story if you were going to do it again.
1: Absolutely. No, it, no, that would have been amazing. Honestly, if he got it back on Friday, I would have been like, what?
0: Five million. Come on yo I was, I was gonna say four million you know <laughs> five million like people would have watched to see him win that back like that's the story the story is and plus you add another reign on top of roman who you know you know the, the number of reigns don't mean much but roman definitely needs like 10 reigns right before he's done
1: i mean yes he has to be an all-timer somehow somewhere somehow um I don't so yeah i I don't even think anyone. I mean, maybe Seth is in terms of amount of reigns and stuff. I don't think anyone's kind of close to the like Triple H kind of echelon number. Um, his non-wrestling hot take was J Five is right. Gunna is greater than Eminem.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, thank you, thank you, sir.
1: Um, next one comes from Douglas Christ. Shout out to Dugger. Uh, he says, considering 2020 started with Roman and dog food, and Rey Mysterio lost an eye. This year certainly had a lot. Solid list from both of you, especially most overrated. I just want you to shout out the amount of representation we had this year from the Hurt Business to Bianca and Keith Lee to even Leon Rush, Rough, uh, Leon Ruff, um, especially been watching too much challenge, um, especially with everything that went on in 2020. It was fire to see. Enjoy the new year's fellas. Well, first of all, thank you. Um, second of all, lot of representation i mean look at look at the tweets look at the stats look at the quality yeah. look at the material you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's yeah. all there uh you don't need to say it i don't think we need to say it this has just been the greatest uh you can look at it and see from top to bottom the only thing that we ain't win is the world championship again but you know what we figure it out i'm sure we'll figure it out it's
0: gonna happen it's gonna happen i mean it's gonna happen it's, it's not gonna kofi won't be the last just seeing how successful that was for them just in terms of this money made and, and ratings and, you know, the merch and all that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like it, it is, it is, uh, again, like there's, there's no question that, that we are in a good space. Um, and we've been, we're in a better space than ever. I, I, I think I said, I said this to somebody, maybe it was somebody on Twitter that, you know, a big reason other than like personal attachment to WWE is the it's the fact that I get to turn on the TV on Monday or Wednesday or Friday I can see somebody that looks like me and they're in a position where they're not looking stupid. They're not driving. They're not dancing. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're kicking ass and that means a lot. And it means a lot to a lot of people to see not only just black people, but um, Hispanic, Latino, uh, you know, all those people being able to, to be in that melting pot. I mean, I think it's really, it's really awesome. Absolutely. Um, Our next hot take comes from
1: scum JMO. This is Ali's, Ali's Retribution would have been better than CM Punk's Straight Edge Society if given a high-profile target. Plus, they should add a ricochet and get rid of Dio Madden. Um, so <laughs> so the first part of it was Retribution will be better than CM Punk's Straight Edge Society if given a high-profile target. Um, I don't even think Straight Edge Society is like a high-profile... It was like a good thing for CM Punk, but it didn't even really work for anybody else in that group, to be
0: honest. Yeah, not, not yellow other than giving him... An- have yeah they got they got him
1: away from festus but i don't think it (laughs) it helped him um in any other way possible but
0: retribution yeah for the promo where he would always be on smackdown uh, you know you're right he'd be talking so long they'd have to go to commercial break and when they came back he would still be talking and that was was, the best
1: and maybe that's what ali things needs they're they need a lot more of a purpose they seem to just be shaking things up for the, just for the fuck of it. But they need a lot more of a defined purpose and a, a lot more of a defined target. So I agree with you on the first one. Um, I do not think they should add a Ricochet. I think Ricochet completely needs to... He needs to garner the... Uh, they need to work a little bit more harder and garner him as a high-profile person in the fans' eyes. Especially in 2021. Like he's too good for them to just waste because I guarantee if you went anywhere else, I'm not saying he's becoming the biggest star of Dwayne Johnson on earth, but I think he's too valuable to like keep, uh, just to keep in the background and deal Madden is doing cool.
0: He looks good. He's <laughs> so. fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that, I mean, I was shocked that they didn't go after Drew McIntyre. It seemed like a no brainer around hell in a cell time. Like they, but they didn't do that. Um, I'm still not sure why they didn't just go for for that. But um yeah, I, I again I I agree. I, I think Ricochet just needs to just win. And <laughs> we're gonna be fine. Absolutely. We just needs to beat them finally. And I don't know if they're gonna give him a partner. He doesn't need one. Uh but least they just need to have him win. Fuck. Yeah. Just have him fucking just, just stop the stop start, and just have Ricochet have bomb-ass matches all year next year, and then we're good again.
1: Right, 100%. His non-wrestling hot take was Drake is the greatest artist of all time, not just rapper. He has over 10 years of relevant catalog that range from pop, R&B, hip-hop, and he has a PS. I'm not really going to say the PS because I don't really want to promote this artist on our platform. Uh, so... Tory the Tory Lanes Yes, he did. Um <laughs> <laughs> That was uh i can't say drake is the greatest artist of all time you, you legitimately said 10 years if an artist has not <laughs> existed
0: before 10 years ago so i can't really say it um really good rapper let's, let's have this conversation in uh 20 yeah see where it is in 20 years um uh, he, could,
1: he could get there one day yeah he maybe. could he could um next one is from damian hudson it says 2020 roman reign shows that the wrestling fan base is the greatest and wwe should listen to the internet wrestling community <laughs> 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 hey can't argue with you there i think everyone was just like turn him heel fuck it
0: but yeah they finally listened <laughs> yeah but it was more so the bag
1: you know wwe doesn't like to miss out on a bag imagine if they had turned john
0: cena heel i mean i don't know I mean, dude, who well, knows it, it, the are different. The optics are so much different. Like John Cena had a lot of people that he could have run through, and they was even taking people from other shows to bring over to, to, to fight him at one point. Like they, it was just different. Like they needed that new Hogan, that new Austin to a point where they didn't. They don't really need that, and they don't want to promote a new like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't. They don't want another uh, Austin Rock where they can leave. You know what I'm saying? So they they're not trying to put anybody in that position where they could be another one of those guys. You know so. They said they probably figured, okay, we could do Roman finally because we've got now uh, we have Drew McIntyre now. He could be that. We have Becky Lynch now, and she is that. You know what I'm saying? So like they have a lot of options to choose from for people that could that could turn the corner mm-hmm. uh, for them. They could have just did that with Roman. With John Cena, no, not not so much so. They didn't have women that they pushed like that at that time either. So um, the, the optics are way different. I could say now uh, confidently 10, 15 years later, John Cena should have never turned heel, and I'm glad they didn't do it.
1: Absolutely. Um, His non-wrestling hot take was Jay-Z's music, which music is in all capital letters, is overrated. Great lyricists, but Kanye West, Drake, and Kendrick Lamar are all better at making music, which is against one all capitalized. I'm going to. All right. So here's why I'm going to disagree with you. I don't know if you want to step in, but here's why I'm going to disagree with you. All three artists that you named on the other side of that coin have an incredibly immense amount of help creating music. Um and Jay Z does it too, but Jay Z, I think, you know, just because I think he's a lot more lyrically inclined than a lot of other people, um, I wouldn't sleep on his ability to create music.
0: Well, no, it's just—it's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not true. Like Jay Z is the greatest rapper of all time. Yeah. Whether it's music, he's the greatest rapper of all time. Yeah. He, he is that right now. It could change one day. You know what I'm saying? I've never stuck to, especially with the music, I've never stuck to the idea that these are the top three. This is the Mount Rushmore. It can never change. It can change. It absolutely can. It's the same way that people hold on to Jordan and LeBron. We're not going to get into that, you know, but it's the same way people do that. I'm of the mind that it can absolutely change. Mm -hmm. I will never say, okay, this person will be number one forever. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just not, that's not how the things go. That's not how the world works. You know what I mean? So, you know, as, as far as right now, Jay Z is absolutely it. You talk about music. Uh, what do you mean he's not because he's not singing that's yeah. fine he doesn't, <laughs> you know he doesn't, he doesn't need to sing he's different like he's a different type of artist than the rest of these people are um you know i might not be jamming some of his new stuff but i went back and i listened to the motherfucking uh, blueprint yesterday and it still hit like it did in 2001 i listened to fucking blueprint too a couple days a couple days ago like i always go back and listen to jay-z I can't say I do that for everybody else today. Let's mm. so that's just—that's argument. Mm. <laughs> it's just—it's just, thats just false. Jay Z is is one of the greatest. Stop it. Absolutely. Um,
1: let's go. This next one comes from Caleb, Caleb Catlin. Uh,
0: so, oh, Caleb, Caleb sent me a really nice tweet. I it got lost in the salt. I play PS Five, uh, but thank you, Caleb, for the nice words. I'm, I just want to say it, bro- vocally instead of tweeting it. Thank you for the nice words. Absolutely.
1: Same you nice, here. Oh, yeah, he sent you some nice words. He too. did send me some nice words as well. Also, he had a, I think he had a birthday a couple weeks ago. So, you know, happy bladed. Um, Jay Uso is one of the best heels in the business because I am so tired of seeing him on my television and interrupting two of the best matches this year between Roman and Drew and Roman and KO. There is no one I hate more in my wrestling programming than Jay Uso and Pat McAfee. And that's great heel work. Got to make me tune in to see him eventually when he gets to
0: comeuppance. Okay, Pat is a good heel. Jay Uso just a bitch. Like I, I he's <laughs> a bitch. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah, he is.
1: <laughs> I see what you mean, Caleb. I I fuck with this statement. Um, he says is non wrestling hot take. is Eminem cannot be one of the goats when he's not even a top five white rapper. The j- <laughs> The Jack Harlow album is better than anything Eminem has done in the past ten years. Okay, you pick the worst ten years of any stretch of Eminem,
0: <laughs> uh, of, of 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 Eminem or or white artists in general. Let me just listen. Eminem wouldn't. Eminem would wouldn't ever sell fifty k first week.
1: <laughs> it just isn't possible.
0: <laughs> he just wouldn't.
1: He just, it's not, he's not wired in the way to sell fucking five digit numbers in the first week. He's just not. Um, listen, people love Eminem. I, I, I do think he's one of the greatest of all time. He's not my particular thing, but
0: I, I don't see how you could look at Jack Harlow and be like, Yep, that's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see, but like, you listen to the album, I, I skimmed it. You know, and I was like, this this just isn't... It, it felt like Asher Roth re- rejuvenated. I, f- I feel like with, like, Asher... Not Asher, but I feel like with, like, Jack and a lot of these, like, white guys, I'm just waiting for them to get the acoustic guitar. Mm. I'm just waiting for them to just, just start strumming on the guitar and saying that, you know, I don't really do hip-hop. Like, that's, that's we're months away from that with him. All right, I'm an artist. And, yeah, I, I want people to really realize and, and not feel betrayed about this and really scale back your expectations of who this guy is. He has already said... He kept Tory Lanez's verse on his ver- on on that song because he doesn't do cancel culture. I really need you guys to really think about who you're who you're advocating here. <laughs> Just really think about it. Eminem, to, to be fair, Eminem's never done anything like that. He's never done anything like that.
1: Right. No, you're right. You're right. Um, next hot take comes from Scott. It says when it comes to talent evaluation, Vince is right more often than not. I would say. I would say, yeah, he's got a long thing, but he's definitely wrong. Some He's definitely wrong at some times, but he's definitely right. More on. He's right because he has a lot of resources to make sure that not only is he right, but it stays right.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, you can deny him. Yeah, Yes, he hasn't. It hasn't been a... Uh... Some of it hasn't hit as, as immediate or, or as well as, as before, but I, I mean, I, I cannot deny that, you know, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> Becky Lynch, you know, th- those are two that he built up to be the, the, the stars that they are right now. Like, it's a machine. Like, with Vince, it's not just him. Right. And I think people got to, like, recognize that. Like, yes, he is the final say, but there's a lot that goes into that that makes sure that it is the, it's the vision that he has with it. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So, um. Yes, it is Vince that makes that that final shot, that final that final button press, but it's also marketing. It is it's this, it's that. Like there's, there's a lot that goes into it. And it was it's always been like that. And you know, I say that hard as far as him being a kingmaker, he absolutely is. And how could you deny that? Like that, that's just what it is. So just don't be a don't be a liar, bro. You yeah, I mean like, you gotta be true. Here. So yeah, I absolutely agree.
1: Um, next one comes from Kenny at K Jr. It says NXT takeover Portland is the best takeover of all time.
0: Mm. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Just, 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 uh, just uh, Well, you know, it's still New Orleans. It's still yeah. New Orleans.
1: It's still New Orleans. It's still it's still New Orleans. I don't even that, really era, know this is, that yeah.
0: era. Yeah, that era was just like.
1: The thing is, it's not know. even this era. It doesn't even, and it's sad to say that. It, I don't want to be that guy. It's like, oh, NXT used to be better back in the day because it's still like. <laughs> it's not even like a big thing it's still at nxt i don't want to say nxt was better back in the day but that era man it just had everything it was a moment so yep it just is but nxt takeover portland very good it's still very good um next one comes from dream tv too uh shout out to you you know always appreciate your support uh what's good fellas i'm in the hyperbolic time chamber at the moment but i'm still tapped in you guys are great as always best of luck in that chamber my friend um that being said <laughs> my hot take is that by the end of 21 year 2021 if intact the hurt business can be one of the best five five best factions in wwe history
0: mm, they got it. they got it. to me they got a long way to go they got a my, long my ass thing... way to go they haven't faced no they haven't faced no adversity, really. They've just you know been I mean? beating up Apollo Crews and Ricochet. <laughs> yeah, and retribution. Yeah. I, I think that i i don't i'm not i'm not rocking with it i mean yes i love that they're black and they they pick on white boys every week but you got to give me more than that there has to be something more to to this story they to me they're very one note i'm not gonna lie like i enjoy them but they're very one note
1: yeah the show (laughs) needs to kind of run through them they need to have a lot more of a hold on the actual raw show instead of just a segment where you know they're even beating up white guys or just taking or or joshing nerdy black guys or something like that. Um, yeah. They need a little bit more in the show. Kind of like how Evolution, even a little bit of New Day, even a little bit of, um, you know, thing. Just a lot more intertwined into the actual show itself. So um, we'll see. Um, his non-wrestling hot take is Charizard is one of the most overrated starters in all of Pokemon. Wow, how dare you!
0: Well, that's for you. That's for you. what do what, 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 what you guys say about that?
1: I don't know. What you? I don't know where he.
0: Where do you grow up on? Because <laughs> if it's not Charizard, who? I always, I always pick the uh the leaf leaf version. Oh, I like okay. the leaf. Style. All right. I okay. always pick Bulbasaur. I pick Chikorita. Um, I think the only time I I kind of didn't do that was uh the Ruby Sapphire era. I think that was it. I even went grass for um, for um, sword and field.
1: Hmm. Okay, all right, turn that yeah. up. Um, I love the earth. <laughs> this one comes from Air Force is dipped in hot sauce. Uh, Charlotte's hate and the constant race baiting regarding her is disgusting. They constantly weaponize race when discussing Charlotte and why she always put in the front seat. But if we were to discuss colorism regarding someone like Naomi, it would be crickets.
0: Wow. Hey
1: <laughs> I don't think. Alright, so here's that's a, the thing. No, that's a take though. though. i fuck with it. It's a take. It's a strong thing. Here's, here's my thoughts on this. Um I don't agree that Charlotte should be targeted because I don't think it's Charlotte. I think it's the machine behind Charlotte. And I'm about to get in my very conspiracy moment. I think it's the machine behind Charlotte who wants to appease to a very large fan base of America in terms of what she represents. Um, but also, I won't say that Charlotte doesn't deserve to be in the spot that she's in because she was terrible when she started and she is very good now. Um, colorism regarding Naomi, I think that's a much bigger discussion. And I would love it when it's all said and done for Naomi for it to be discussed. Um, it should be discussed now, but I don't think it'll be discussed now. Um, but I would love it for it to be discussed in the future.
0: Do you think it's racial? Yeah,
1: a little bit. Not not completely, but I do think there's a part of it that uh, that definitely is racial because I don't think that they understand. And it, and it took a long time for people backstage to kind of understand why okay
0: okay so, so maybe not racial but not okay maybe maybe racial is not the the best word to say colorism maybe maybe no nah, that's that's the same thing uh maybe it's because then you on, on the other end you you have examples that people because I mean like Charlotte was always going to get pushed because she's a flare mm-hmm. and that's not really there's really racial about that you know what i'm saying but we, we, the the thing that caught me was you that you said Um, they don't understand. And I think that out of touch is definitely something that there's, there's something there for them being out of touch for sure with how big Naomi is.
1: Absolutely. I agree. I
0: think, I think out of touch is better. I shouldn't have said race. I should have said out of touch is probably better because I feel like we, you know, it's, I mean, it's wrestling. Obviously there, there's always going to be an undercurrent of that. Absolutely. But with, with Naomi, I think that they don't understand what's popping right now with black women. Period. I think, I think like when you when you're trying to get that lightning in a bottle because because the thing is like we we got to see what they do with bianca first right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we can say that they don't they do or don't understand like the fact that they allow bianca to talk how she talks still is i've never seen anything like it you know what i'm saying like we, naomi don't even talk like that you know what i'm saying like bianca talks she like does a, like but it's not yeah not, not like not like bianca does like right. bianca talk like she's a little bit more witty
1: and charismatic and things with it you yeah
0: she's she talking like she's from the block, and I, and i fuck with that but it's like we're we're gonna see if they can if if they have their their head on their shoulders Absolutely. with her. So I, I I mean not I'm not gonna say too early to tell, but I, I do think there's a sense of there's a sense of race, but there's also a sense of them being out of touch. I mean, look at who you're talking to, Bruce Pritchard, convincing <laughs> man. You know, what I'm saying there are not enough women, not enough, not enough people of color in that in that in that you know in, in that those room, spaces, in that, right? And that's the issue, like. It, it is. There absolutely is an undercurrent under race before people, you know, get upset and say, oh my God. I absolutely agree. There is. <laughs> but I don't, think it's, I don't think it's prejudice to that extent. Like, Charlotte was always going to be pushed like that the same way that a Lynch or a Rollins is going to get pushed when she's of age or a Brian Danielson Jr. is going to get pushed. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how wrestling works. But on the other end, a Kofi Kingston the second you know, whatever, would be pushed the same way. You know what I'm saying? Because his dad did so much. Same with, with The Rock, so just want to clear that up.
1: Um, Non-wrestling hot take was, bringing up Chris's weight was kind of low. He is ugly, old, wash, hairline recession further than anything the economy has seen, and his facial features are smushed into making one spot. We don't got to make fat jokes. (laughs) Wow. Um, Wow. Good for you. It is
0: what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I have no sympathy for him at all.
1: I, I'm sorry. Neither do
0: I. Um, he uh, he contributed uh, financially to a loser. Uh, contributed financially to a loser. Put the loser's son on the show. Um, uh, possibly contributed to the deaths and, and infections of many people for doing a show. Um, continues to spout conspiracy theories and like them, even though he knows he has a huge public, uh, public voice and image. Um, he is, you know actively like i said a couple weeks ago about his show he's actively involved in the participation of the toxic culture within wrestling community right now get 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 the jokes off get Get the jokes off off.
1: you fat baby (laughs) um next one comes from jay mysterio shout out to you jay mysterio i remember you had a ton of hot takes last time and we did not get to them so i will definitely get to yours right now um he says, Prophets Usos is a shoe-in for WWE Tag Match of the Year in 2021 if they play their cards right. Listen.
0: When's Jimmy, when's Jimmy back?
1: Jimmy should be back soon. He actually should be back soon. He he got injured, um, I think, the night before WrestleMania or the show before WrestleMania or sometime before WrestleMania, and it's about... They had to,
0: they had to get taken out of the match, You're the, right the ladder match.
1: Right. So... Yeah. It should be... Actually, was it before? It, it was. De- it's definitely right around the time of WrestleMania.
0: Um, it had to be after, right? I thought they were in the, yeah, the
1: latter match. Yeah, it was after. Who got... I think it was maybe The Miz was injured or something. I don't know. There was a reason why there was only three people in that tag team match. <laughs> um, but he should be back soon, I think. I think. So I would expect him before WrestleMania to be back. Um... And I do agree. Yes, they are definitely in a shoe-in for WWE Tag Match of the Year. And if they give it an actual program, they could be doing so much more. Um, This one comes from Air Forces with no laces.
0: (laughs) Murderer. Murderer Um, alert.
1: um, It says a lot of people talk about call-ups, but have they ever thought for a second that maybe Vince and company do not want them? I mean, let's be honest. If Vince really, really wanted someone on his roster, you think them not wanting to call up would matter to him? Or Triple H, who was demoted, for <laughs> Triple H who was demoted this year, truly being able to block that barrier for years? Huh. All right, I didn't understand the second part, but the first uh, well, part well, is H- gold. Was
0: Triple H was—they like, call it a demotion. I don't know if it's somebody who's making over a thousand dollars, over a hundred thousand dollars a year is a demotion. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Like, you're making well well above the pay grade. If I get taken to a role where I got to do less shit and still make the same amount of money, I'm good, too. But um, I I think that is absolutely a case that, like, sometimes Vince just doesn't want them. Like, I've heard stories of Vince looking at, you know, certain people from NXT and saying they're way too short and I don't know what the fuck they do. You know, I remember <laughs> hearing stories of Vince him- <laughs> of Vince absolutely hating the people in NXT and being like, why did we sign these people? You know what I'm saying? I, I've I've run the gamut of a lot of Vince stories of him just not getting it with certain people. And that just seems to me like Vince-isms. You know what I'm saying? Like he he just – some people he just doesn't get until he proved – you know, you got to prove yourself to him. I, I think like, you know, you start to see it, you know, when, when people get pushes and, and the type of things that they do. but. That is the case sometimes, but I think he also knows business wise that he there's a there is a audience for those people, and that's why they stay in NXT and not on the main roster.
1: Absolutely, um, and non wrestling hot take: DC is far ahead of Marvel when it comes to heroes and characters, but they're doing the universe completely wrong. Marvel down bad, but at least everything connects somehow.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay <laughs>
1: um next one comes from uh j mac uh it says roman reigns has gone from wwe in three years or less i don't even think that's a hot take i think he's pretty much told us that um <laughs> listen them teeth tell a lot of stories
0: uh you gotta pay for him somehow
1: yeah <laughs> big E's ic title run is going to be better than a chase and eventual loss of the universal title I don't agree but I don't think that we should as a as a thing and maybe this wasn't part of the hot take. I don't think we should look down on the IC title thing. I think that's yeah, no, yeah, I think it, it's a very much so important part, you know, of his story and I think it's it's obvious they want to put him in the position but they want to see what he really can do on his own. I don't think there's full faith in Big e, um yet. So this will show it. And I think once you get, look at this title reign and look at the opponents that he has and look at the story that he has, and you'll be able to determine whether or not you're going to get your universal championship Big E in the future. So
0: are we, I just asked Chris Novak, like, yo, what I looked at betting odds for the Rumble and Big E is the favorite. (laughs) You mean to tell me that. You did tell me that Biggie just got the IC title. We'll Lost it. I don't think. He, I mean,
1: maybe he doesn't lose it. Maybe it becomes the Universal versus IC yeah, winner exactly. take all at Mania.
0: When he loses, then people are gonna be pissed. I mean,
1: yes, people will be. Hmm. <laughs> um they're non-wrestling hot take j mac is which makes me think uh another dc and marvel one um dc has been marvel in every aspect except live action movies
0: <laughs> oh yo yo wonder woman 84 has like bombed and shot everyone's families like this, this i've never <laughs> seen listen i have never seen them. like i've been trying to like kind of stay away from the from the discourse around this cuz it's so fucking maddening listen it's okay if like you don't like it I'm saying that don't act like this is like there's worse movies that have come out this year that people are are, are giving more smoke to. It's like it's like they, there weren't enough superhero movies and conversations. So people had to like kind of like use Wonder Woman to be the line in the sand moment. Like, I, I don't understand why. Like, there are many movies coming out next year that will probably be good, probably not be good, whatever, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it really isn't. It, it does not matter. You, you, you probably watched it for fourteen dollars. A month on HBO Max. Anyway, you watched it. They they got your money. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, they got your money already. So at the end of the day, it, this, none of this shit matters. All of these movies run together anyway. Universes, whatever, whatever. Companies, bullshit. <laughs> I, I really, like again, like it, it, it is so wild to see people like have such a visceral amount of hatred for this movie that I that is largely like just okay. That mm-hmm. it's just like. Bro- you really just want to get the most retweets off of saying this movie is terrible. I'm I'm like, bro, Wonder Woman 84 should not have been. It was supposed to be literally a movie that just helps people forget about what's going on. It got pushed back a year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like I already knew when it got pushed back a year that okay, something's up with this, right? So like, I was like, I wasn't expecting anything from it anyway. It was supposed to come out like last November, bro. And then I got it got pushed to June, then got pushed to to Christmas Day. So like again warner made 80 million dollars off of it the 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 best selling movie of the pandemic so far so they won so whatever (laughs) let's move on
1: to the next hot take um jonathan says demo talk has made wrestling a lot less enjoyable i agree that's just something i can't agree with i don't even think it's a
0: hot take um it 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 is tiring it it really i've stopped like looking at certain accounts stop stop like I've all but kind of detached from the the conversation unless I'm talking to you or I'm watching I'm live watching a show. Mm-hmm. I just really don't like the conversation anymore because it devolves into what demo is doing this, what demo is I, I don't care. I don't even think I'm in the demo anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I literally just watch because it's something that I've always watched and I get to talk to my, 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 my friend every single week about it. Like I don't care about demo talk ratings. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's speed through. The next couple of these, even though this next one is long, we got actually a couple long ones coming. Um This one is from Cashout Jones at STK underscore 64, who says, AKA meals is future replacement. Wow. The nerve. Yeah. um he's been,
0: he's been, He has been lobbying to replace you. So the next Miz thing you do, I already got him on the line, bro. Okay. Okay. We'll see what happens.
1: We'll see what happens. There's only one meals, but nonetheless, he says in his wrestling hot take, I had to do some meals booking for this. But I can see them doing Roman, Keith, Drew. And I assume this is for WrestleMania. Um, it starts with Keith winning the Rumble. He then has to choose who to face. And Roman downplays Drew and how good he is, which pisses Drew off. And they getting the words, basically ignoring Keith as a challenger. This leads to Keith saying he wants both of them for both titles. So the next couple months... Is these three going at it in promos, brawls, singles matches with interference, which leads to mania, and Keith Lee becomes undisputed WWE World Universal Champion. <laughs> that's a, and he notes that's a nasty name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is that is fresh out of universe mode in 2K, and I don't even think they can do, I don't even think in WWE you can do that, but that is fresh out of 2K. Hey. Um, I, I just I don't know if they if they think of Keith in that way. We got to see how this this storyline he's in right now plays out, right? Mm-hmm. Like there there's a, lot, there's a lot going on with Keith right now. He's firmly in that main event slot with Sheamus and Drew. So he's there. He's you know there. Know what I'm it, he's in orbit. It took him two months. It took him two months, but he's there. And he's you know, adjacent. Wait, wow. He's adjacent to the champion. The champion cares about him. You know what I'm saying? So like at the end of the day, we're we're gonna see what what goes on here. But I think Roman has his date with, with with the with the goat coming mm. up.
1: Um he also had other hot takes, just in case this one wasn't really good. Um he says also other hot take, Baron Corbin is a lot better than what people give him. Hashtag Corbin Hive is alive. I'll agree that he's better, but not really a lot better. I would say he's better, but not a lot. Um He's good. He's good.
0: I don't think he's like the best.
1: Yeah, he's he's serviceable. Every era needs like a serviceable heel guy who can, you know, make
0: he is the, He's the big boss man of, of today.
1: Right. Um, another, another hot take. He says, heavy machinery and all this madness that happened with Otis this year would hit different if you switch Otis with Bronson Reed. Now, here, here's why I don't think this would have ever happened with Bronson Reed. <laughs> because Bronson Reed is not a goof. <laughs> yeah. He just is it. Have you seen Otis? Have you seen what he looks like? I mean, I'm sure Vince McMahon sees dollar signs and all types of like sports entertainment character. With Bronson Reed, you see kind of like, yes, he's a big guy, but you see a cool, athletic like person. He's not going to be pushed the same way as Otis, because mm-hmm. Otis is a guy who rubs his tummy and does worms in the ring. And Bronson Reed jumps off top ropes and beats the shit out of people. So,
0: But well, here's the difference. Here's the big difference. Otis get hosed. Bronson <laughs> Reed don't.
1: How we know that? <laughs> How do we do? Are we sure? Are, are we sure?
0: Well Yeah. He had he was eating hot dogs. I had, had her eating glizzies by the pool.
1: Here. Mm, we shall see. Well, Brian, we shall see. I'm not even sure if they're still together. She doesn't even mention them anymore.
0: Well, they had to split up because they split show. They had to. They had Love to not supposed away. to go
1: between split shows.
0: <laughs> well, well, they usually keep real uh, couples on the same show. So there you go. Mm. That, that's your argument. They usually they keep real couples on the same show. They're not a real couples. So they had to split. Man. You won.
1: If you think, if you say so, um, let's go to the next one. <laughs> next one comes from Drew D 25. It says, Oh, this is interesting. It's another same. It's a similar hot take that we had one before. Vince McMahon has never been wrong on his choices for top girl or guy in WWE history. So very interesting that we got the same take twice in the same hot take uh, span. So um, I don't know if you guys are friends, Drew D and, uh, and, and, who did we have? Who's the other one Drew D and uh? Sorry, looking for the name. Sorry, looking for the name. I forgot. Um, it's somewhere in here. There's a lot of words in here. I don't know if you're fr- he
0: wrong. He was wrong about uh,
1: friends uh, Scott sorry. and Drew D. But you guys maybe should become friends.
0: <laughs> Vince was uh, I say Vince is wrong about Lex Luger and uh, and Nash. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be wrong about in the 90s. Everyone was Brolic. <laughs> Everyone was totally Brolic. And he was like, oh my God, have you seen him? Look at the size of him. And then like, his brain like taps out and he sees another large muscular guy walking down the hallway and he's like, have you seen him? Look at the size of him. <laughs> and another he one. To-
0: he tried to force a square peg into the round hole with Roman because he hadn't realized how much he really had fucked up Roman from the beginning. So i, I say he's had a couple of slip ups. And he was very... Very adamant about trying to push Roman at the time and not giving up on Remember when
1: he wasn't the Roman guy though? Remember when the news reports like he was the Big E guy and Triple H was the Roman guy? And there was like some sort of like uh I don't know if there's friction, but there was like a battle of like, okay, are we pushing Big E or are we pushing Roman? And eventually they went to make Roman and Big E (laughs) went.
0: I mean, it it all works out for Biggie. Biggie I can't even say anything. Yeah, Big E was Biggie was successful. Now you know what I'm saying? Like let let's let's be clear. He was not floundering when he was out of the singles <laughs> singles race. He was, a little he was on TV. After- he was on
1: main event. He he would admit he was floundering. I think he would admit he was floundering.
0: The new, oh, you mean before the new day? I mean, I'm before talking about he was. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure, but yeah, He got his bread. He got his bread out of that. I mean, look, like, Final Fantasy promotion, Gears of War promotion. He's in a video game without right. the title. One now, <laughs> like. Um, he's-
1: Next one comes from Ollie Wayne ten. It says Sonia Deville and Billy Kay will be bigger than their former
0: tag team partners in the next two years. Um, bigger not is Mandy. Big- <laughs> not Mandy, but she's not going to be bigger than Mandy. I'm sorry, Sonia's not going to be bigger than Mandy. I have to see more from Sonia. I just have to see
1: more of what she kind of gives. But yeah, I don't know if she's going to be bigger than Mandy. That's a tough. That's a tough one. Billy Kay. It's it's. Listen. Peyton Royce is not that much of a... <laughs> Peyton Royce is the, the second string on another tag team, <laughs> unfortunately.
0: The bar is low. The bar is low. And you know why Billy's going to win? Because she can talk. Yeah. Even if she's not great at ring, she can talk. So she's going to win because she can cut a fucking promo and she has people laughing at her. I'm pretty sure she fucking blows it down in the back. You know what I'm hey, saying? Yeah. <laughs> That, that, that's actually like a bad Wee reference i could let, let me let me let me rephrase that she she probably has everyone on the floor laughing <laughs> from the stuff that she does and, I, and mm-hmm. I think it's funny like she nearly makes everyone corpse every single backstage interview she does like she's that good she's good at being funny hey kayla is one of the greatest moments of this generation you know what <laughs> i'm saying like it, it is a great moment like let's just be clear but i i i'll agree with one of them half a hot take
1: I'll, I'll agree with one of them. Um, This one comes from Omar. Let me see if this is the last one. It, um, It is the last one. Okay. And it's a long one. So, it says, Sasha Banks and Bailey for Rivalry of the Year. Sasha Banks and Bailey had a great rivalry and a story around seven months and it being a major part of the summer. Some could see it as a rivalry beginning in September, but the overall story in itself, including bits and pieces, that made it what it was throughout the year before they split. They were These two were great at subtle nods and symbolism which were rampant throughout leading to good stuff and making it difficult to see who was going to turn on who. The women don't normally get long and well highlighted stories like this one so it was special to see them being a part of shows for a while and getting all this time. Especially cool because they're women of color. Great matches throughout and whether it was as a team them helping one another or going against each other they really made the tv watchable when it was bad at times especially before the thunderdome and roman they also did fantastic in viewership which gave them top three or four highest rated segments of the pandemic era in all of wrestling culminating to their last match we got 2.5 million viewers for their match the highest of the year before the christmas episode i know ratings talk is mostly lame but when you don't have fans at shows and can't hear their reactions, as well as having a decrease in viewers, in like all of TV, this is a great reflection on just how much people cared about them and their story. Sir, I appreciate, sir, or madam, or Omar, I, appre- I appreciate this very long, Man, I was, very well the, thought out.
0: He had the arguments for our ass today. He <laughs> was just like, y'all not going to tell me no today.
1: <laughs> You're not going to tell me, me viewership like- don't matter today listen to yeah, 5 uh, million
0: before christmas i i'll say the one thing that keeps me from saying this is that it would it took them way too long to do it yeah and it got to a point where myself meals and a lot of other people were like is it tonight is it tonight is it tonight and they just would punt on it and the, to me the biggest thing that hurt this rivalry I, I like to call it the Gargano thing, right? Where they stretch it out another month where they didn't really need to. I think the Oscar thing was completely unnecessary. I, th- I thought it was just unnecessary. I, I remember I remember being pissed on the show after, you know, after I, she I, won it and I was all right.
1: I get it for the moment because I think when you, at the end of the day, in terms of creating this moment, beyond them being tag team champions, they were also champions of respective brands. So it's not, you can call them, it, for the moment, it'll go down in history. I think it'll go down in history as one of the greatest tag teams of this year. I think they'll go down in greatest history of one of the women tag team and all the other stuff like that. No one will be able to say that. It's a great history-making moment. But like Justin said, it just went on longer than it should have. And it we suffered through a lot to get there. Like, a lot to get there. Like, mm-hmm. Lacey Evans <laughs> beating Naomi oh. like three times in a week. Tamina um beating multiple times of um what's her face Let's see i can't even remember her friggin' name now um crazy girl uh nikki girl nikki, nikki, nikki cross. cross
0: bailey bailey beating nikki cross a lot of times yeah that was that was a down, that all, was a down of this, just, all of this
1: all these people sacrificed to get to this one feud that happened in maybe i think two they, weeks yeah they they it happened and then it ended at hell in a cell so maybe it lasted like a true like month and a half I can't I can't vouch for it I just can't
0: yeah it, it, it was I mean Sasha was off TV for a lot of it too she was she was gone completely remember that she she got the injury angle she got injured again and then she came back <laughs> during the match with Nikki Cross I think in United Champions or something like that mm-hmm. so for Clash of Champions it, it was it, it to me it, it was too much stop start and and I mean just, I mean you look at even Edge and Orton who had really good promos and, and really, you know, their, their matches might not have hit, but they did have a storyline that was concurrent all the way through or, or Randy and, and drew, which I thought had matches that over delivered what we expected from these two. Um, I mean, even Seth and the, and the Mysterios, you know what I'm saying? They, they managed to stretch that out from fucking January all the way to November. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's up there. It is in the top three feuds, but I, I, I just don't know. It, even though that's a good argument, I'm not going to listen. Yo, you type, you, you roll all of that. That's a great argument. To me, like, I, I, I definitely think it's in the top three, but I just think it took too damn long to get to where we needed to be.
1: I agree, I agree 100%. Um, and with that, as we're getting close to the end of the show, I think we should just do our predictions for 2021 or just any thoughts on things that we're moving forward for 2021. Um, Justin, what would you like to see in 2021? What would you like to see more
0: of? I, I want to see nxt really become more of I, I think nxt needs to go more towards a sports entertainment angle and they have been doing that because i, I think i just enjoyed a lot more um i think i want to see main roster specifically like raw really again i said it's two weeks in a row saying this you need to focus on your new talent you need to focus on your ricochets you need to focus on your keith lees they need to be front and center next year uh smackdown Bianca Belair needs to be front and center. You need to really carve out who the next guy is below Roman and KO and Daniel Dan Ryan because there are guys there that need that chance. And you Absolutely. need to carve out who you need to carve out who that's going to be because once those once these programs are over, there's no draft coming after that. You have to build somebody up to to carry that summer and 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 move on. So create these new stars and really build them. There is such a depth of talent, and a lot of these guys are not going anywhere anytime soon. So you need to build them up and get them to where they need to be now.
1: Absolutely. Um, I would say probably I would like a lot more compelling television. If I'm watching yeah. every week, please do not make me regret watching every week. Because watching Raw has been... Dr- As we say this, it's still hours before Raw. I haven't seen a match announced. I haven't been looking on the timeline. Um, I haven't seen many matches announced. So it doesn't even seem like they have Raw kind of uncontrolled or kind of any sort of long booking with this. Let me actually take a look now. There's nothing. I'm on
0: Twitter right now. Nothing.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of. M- make us want to watch TV again. Give us these moments. give us these experiences, build up to this segment, something along those lines. I need something better to watch TV and that goes and that that can lean over into the NXT thing too because I do think sports entertainment is as good as the matches are in NXT and as much as an alternative provided, I don't think it'll get across as strongly enough without the character building and everything that they're doing on NXt now. So I hope more so towards the future we build towards that. Um, and there's just a couple, I mean, I want to see more for, for friggin' Ricochet. I want to see more for like, God, um, who else? I mean, who, who, who strikes you that you would like to see them do a
0: lot more with in, in, in 2020? Uh, you you gotta do more with, you gotta do more Keith Lee. I mean, that's, that's at the top of my list. You gotta do more Keith Lee. ricochet is there as well um drew gulak is is there as well i want to see them do more with him i think he he does well you know with with the funny stuff but i want to see him get get serious alistair fucking black come on you can't find anything for him to do come on you you put the fiend on tv every week you can't find something for alistair black to do i just feel like the reason the the tv isn't compelling it's because we keep seeing the same people over and over and over and over and over again. That's why like Riddle Lashley is exciting because it's different. It's not just facing and beating the same guys over and over again. Like do something different with these guys. And I think that's the factor where, where NXT like works because you put a guy like Leon Ruff in that position, we'd never seen it before. And it was interesting and it was compelling and it was awesome because he was, a, he was a, a really dope face. And, you know, Damian Priest even. So it, it is like... You know, it it is definitely like something where you, we have to start getting these guys that you've called up, and they have no, you know, direction. Get them in a position to, to succeed, and and I think that they really should, uh, they really should be doing that right now. So that is what I think we should be looking forward to in 2021. Um, once again, thank you all for listening to the a show throughout 2020 uh, that that's for me and meals as well. You've made this such a fantastic show and such a fantastic experience for both of us. Um, and, you know, it, it is, it's been a pleasure to, to, you know, be talking to you guys in a pandemic. One of the first things for everyone, one of the first times we've ever done this, but doing a wrestling show in a pandemic, really, really crazy. But, you know, as always follow us at uh, the a show, RNC, follow me at OG Johnny five and meals at meals TV. Thank you guys. Please have a safe, safe, blessed new years and we'll see you guys next week on the a show